Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Greg Seamus. On the way in today, somebody uh, stopped me, which happens often, which is totally cool because I love people. And they said, you know, Pastor Greg, as soon as we started uh, tithing, which was, I, I really don't know, like, who and what and all that. But as soon as he started tithing, the Lord just opened up this house for us to get to rent. And I haven't been working currently on my new job for long, and I, this is kind of really amazing. And I'm just, like, celebrating that because as soon as we start giving, then we actually move ourselves under God's provision. And so when we're, not, when we're not giving, we're not tithing, we actually step outside of provision. So provision is falling. It's just that when, I, when, I, when I'm not tithing, I actually step outside of what's falling. And so it's really hard for me to petition heaven when I'm not, not obedient with my current finances, right? My finances. So guess what? As soon as you step into and under... God's provision through obedience, then these kinds of cool things happen. You know, things don't break as much. You know, you're not just, you know, we don't want the devourer to come in legally and access our income. But when we actually come under the umbrella of his anointing and his provision, not only does provision fall, it actually removes the enemy off of our finances. So I said, man, after I heard that, I said, I'm going to preach on tithing today. And they're like, preach it, man. So I was just going to, no, but I'm not. I'm just going to give you a quick testimony to encourage you guys. Amen. How many bear witness with that? You say amen to that. Yeah, man. We've seen that over and over and over again. And my, my greatest little testimony is the Lord told us to come plant a church in Fremont, California, and we were leaving Oregon and uh, all we had was the equity in our home and nothing else and two little children uh, who are not little anymore, by the way. Uh, and we came with nothing and we know about how God can do impossible things financially. So I just want to release that over you. And I'm still seeing 555 and I want to release that over you. And I'm still seeing, we're still getting the double blessing that the Lord, you know, we have two sets of twins. There's something about, I don't know, Wendy was talking about that. So I just released that over you again in the name of Jesus. Just receive it. And um, I feel like the Lord just really wants to continue to bless his people. That we're to be the head and not the tail. Right? So we just thank, I just want to pray actually. Lord, I just want to release this over our house and our, our family that you would uh, bless them in every way, that as we're obedient, we actually come under the promises of God and the provision of God, and we say no to the enemy, and we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come in greater measure, and God, just pour out a blessing, especially in this Christmas season. And we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Oh, so I was actually talking about next Sunday. So come on out for that. We'll have a reception and we'll take a love offering for these guys. So just come out. We're ready to bless them. Gina says, amen to that. Eh? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, PG. Um, as they may, she's shaking her head, but you know. Um, so that'll be next week. And then the testimony. And then, okay, so take your Bibles. So let's get into the word. All right. You guys say word. All right. And turn to the book of Isaiah, chapter 65. And we want to look at verse 8. And I want to land there, and I want to also go to Ephesians, chapter 2, in verse 20. And this, is, this has been kind of a different change of pace uh, for us, for me personally. Because I'm usually, you know, in a series, or, you know, and believe me, we'll, we'll kick start that in January. I really feel like the Lord wants us to really move into a study on the kingdom. And, um, and so, especially with Ecclesia, what the Lord's saying to us around that. Um, so that'll be hopefully coming in January. We have 21 days of fasting and prayer coming in January. 
We also have uh, a guy named, have you guys, anyone read Ed's book on Ecclesia? Put your hand up if you have. Okay, well, Pancho, uh, the guy who's tearing it up in Mexico for the glory of God, I think the city is Juarez, um, Mexico, he'll be with us on the 14th of January. And then uh, we're going to have Ken Gott back. You guys remember when Ken was here? He was, he'll be here on the 28th. And then we have a potential of, uh, you know, I have this growing relationship with, uh, I don't know if you guys know, the millennials might know, Dave Gibbons. And uh, Dave is in SoCal. And so we're hoping maybe that could be a possibility. We have Bobby Connor coming in February. So we're going to have Bobby coming and the possibility of uh, Johnny Enlow coming as well, because we're just feeling like we just bring guest speakers in to fuel the fire. And uh, so, and then we have Bill Johnson coming. That'd be fun. So we have Bill, Bill coming in March. So make sure you, you plan to get in here early on March 4th. Maybe put in your calendars now. Say, wake up an hour early and find a seat. Uh, because this place will be completely packed. We'll have an overflow of chairs and everything on that Sunday. So uh, God is up to some cool stuff. I want to talk to you a little bit out of Isaiah 65. I want to hit Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20, and I just want to share some testimonies um, about more recently our trip to Oregon, my trip actually to Oregon, and then um, what God's doing locally. So um, I was looking at the scripture last week, and this phrase jumped out at me. It says here, and when juice is still found in the cluster of grapes and the people say, don't destroy it, there will be a blessing in it. And the phrase that really jumped out at me is this whole idea of a cluster of grapes and blessing. And, um, and to me, what the Lord is speaking to me about is how the Lord is networking uh, convergence with so many other ministries. And we know that there's the only, you know, when we talk about revival and we talk about a move of God and we talk about, you know, I'm very cautious and I ask the Lord regarding him sending his power and his glory to the Bay Area with a real sense of, Lord, if you, if you do that, I understand that there is going to be a cost involved. Because anytime there's a move of God, there's going to be sacrifice. And I realized in the early days when I was uh, at Pensacola, Pensacola, Florida, I I don't know if you guys remember way back then, you're probably, I mean, that, you know, talking about Pensacola counts me out as being a young adult. I'll just say that. But there was a powerful move of the Spirit, a revival that took place in Pensacola, Florida, under the name under uh, Pastor Kilpatrick, and uh, who was the evangelist? Hill, wasn't it? And it's Steve Hill. So, but I remember they had a they had a pastors meeting only, and they talked about what it costs to be in a move of God, and they were very practical. Like, they went through, like, I, I'm trying to, I think this is the right number. I could be wrong. In the revival, they were meeting four, five nights a week. They had two, 3,000 people. They had people pitching a tent, pitching personal tents the night before. There'd be lines going all the way out. I mean, people would be wanting to come into the house for these revival services. They would take a week off. I'm serious. Line, people were lining up for maybe 48 hours before, before service starts. Now, wouldn't that be crazy if you drove in on a Sunday morning and you saw people lining up and people sleeping out there in the parking lot waiting to come into a service? I mean, that's a, that's a paradigm shift that only the Holy Spirit. But I remember that they said that they went through a thousand rolls of toilet paper in a week. And, and all they started laying out all this practical stuff. And you're sitting there in the chair saying, do I really want a move of God in my city? You know, how am I going to get the volunteers, you know, for that? How am I going to? And they talked about uh, so many new converts and so many, you know, these kinds of things that were taking place. And they wanted to just give us 
a sense of reality around when God pours his spirit out. And the thing, the truth is, is that we can't, um, if we want to see something in the Bay Area and we're really believing for that, we actually have to ask the Lord to prepare us for the cost that's involved, for the sacrifice that's involved. And we're willing to make the sacrifice when we see people saved, healed, and delivered. And we have to desire and want to see people saved, healed, and delivered to actually move our heart to pray for a city and pray for revival. And the kind of the things that I've been talking about lately is that the saints of God have to get off uh, respiratory and they have to actually start breathing life on their own and move past being a victim to actually being victors in God. And so there's still a sense in me that the body of Christ needs to be needs to be breathed upon hope needs to be breathed on them so often they feel like when they come into they're just barely alive well if we're barely alive then we're not going to be able to get our eyes on the harvest with passion you know how paul says the love of god constrain the love of god moves my heart to reach people for jesus and i'm not saying that's everybody i'm just saying that and I hope that's not a big percentage here that's part of this house, but I really just laying that out for my own personal life as well, is that I'm, if I'm so consumed with my, let's just say my problems or what's going on in my life, then it's going to be hard for me to look out to the lives of other people. And so that's the first thing I'm praying about. I'm asking the Lord to really put, a, put his heart in my heart for the lost and get my eyes, yes, I have to concern myself with some of the personal things I'm going through, but at the same time, I can't ignore the Great Commission. And I think sometimes, I think one person said that in order for you to get your, to get, to help you with your own problems, find somebody who has a greater problem and be an answer or a solution to them. And so then your problems become less. And of course, there's your time with Jesus, there's the prayer room, there's spending time with the Lord that actually helps us in that season. But I feel like the Lord is moving us into a season of greater fruitfulness. I believe the Lord's moving us into a season of greater networking and connecting with other ministries in the Bay Area that's actually going to penetrate darkness. I do believe, and I was, I was actually received a confirmation last night, like I said about six months ago, if we have the paradigm that the Bay Area is hard to reach, it's time for us to turn the chapter, turn into a new chapter where really the gospel is being received now more today than it's ever been received in previous decades, years and decades I, you know, somebody was saying last night that they're prayer walking in Facebook and the, the owner, I think Zuckerberg, doesn't care. It's just like, it's just like, oh, they're prayer walking, they're praying. Let's get back to our board meeting, you know? So what I'm telling you is you're having, we just had 12 hours of worship over at Google where we, they, they were on a Saturday, spent 12 hours of praise and worship inside of Google. Now that, you guys, I'm saying this. Yeah, go ahead. I, I'm saying this to say that, that the Lord is doing something supernatural in our midst. And like Jesus said, he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is, is at hand. And what that word repent means is to change the way you think because I'm actually bringing my world with me. And if you don't change the way you think, you're going to miss my coming. And I'm telling you that as long as we, if, if we possess in our, in our mind that the Bay Area is this, you know, liberal, unreachable, unpenetratable thing, that the, they're resistant to the gospel, I'm telling you that is simply not true. Now, while there are those that, that will be, I'm just telling you that what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing from people is that is, there are, there's, been, uh, there's a spiritual hunger 
that's increasing in San Jose, Cupertino, San Francisco, Fremont, North Bay, Peninsula, up and down South Bay, you know, up into, into the Livermore area. I'm telling you, you guys, they are ready to hear the gospel. So, so what does that mean for us? Well, that means that we, we, we should be ready and prepared to actually present the gospel to people, to love people well, and to actually move by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I, I believe that we're going to see an abundance of fruit if we just step out. I was encouraged, too, by someone at Hop that was out uh, you know, every once in a while, I scan Facebook. I still scan Facebook because I'm not a young, I'm not a millennial, young adult. But I do do Instagram, but I do Facebook too. And so just recently, just yesterday, a couple days ago, just read a post from somebody who was, I don't know, another part of town, not Fremont, and started witnessing to this person and sharing the love of God with this person. person, you know, uh, was actually intoxicated but found Jesus right there on the streets, and he said, I don't know what's happening to me. There's a feeling that's coming over me. And when his speech was slurred, it was no longer slurred. He was speaking clearly because people are not only ready, the Holy Spirit's not only ready in preparing people to actually encounter the gospel, but people who are actually bringing the message of God's love these people are actually finding Jesus and miracles are going to take place. And so I just want to encourage you, just think about just the size of the room right now, the number of people here. Begin to ask the Lord. Some of you are already doing this. Some of you, many of you actually are doing this. And I wish I would receive more testimonies from you. I get so encouraged by it. But I just want to encourage you to step out, ask the Lord. This is, this is a simple thing. This is what I pray for. I ask the Lord for divine appointments. I ask the Lord for holy setups. I ask the Lord to bring people to me who are ready to receive the Lord. Like, I ask the Lord, make it easy for me, you know? Like, make it easy. Like, just bring people. I'm here. I'm ready. I'll share, you know? I'm available. And, uh, and the, Lord is, the Lord is doing that. And I just want to send that word of encouragement to you that we have to turn the page from one chapter to another because I think that's what's happening in the spirit. And so we're, we're coming together with several other ministries locally that are taking place. They just had a ministry in uh, Oakland. Now, I don't know if you guys know. This is a little more personal today. But you know, I don't know if you guys know. Uh, his name is Bishop, um, the Bishop. Acts Full Gospel. Acts full, full gospel. I'm waiting for someone to say, yeah, that's it. Um, I know he's on, I know he's on KFAX and a few other places. Yeah. So Jackson. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, they just did a, we just kind of co-labored with him. We couldn't be, we weren't that, that one cause we were out of the country, but there was a co-laboring over on Thanksgiving, uh, or actually we're in Reading then. Um, and they had thousands of people coming out. People were being saved, healed. They were receiving food, right? There was a food distribution. There was a gift distribution. And they had these tents, one called uh, praying for, uh, free prayer for your family, free prayer for your work if you're unemployed, free prayer for signs and wonders and miracles, free prayer for your, you know, all these things. And people were, people were not resistant to the tents is what I'm trying to tell you. They were lined up to receive prayer in the parking lot of a church building. Isn't that something? And so the Lord, I'm telling you, there's, a, there's these, these kairos moments where we have to seize what the Lord is doing, you know, what he's opening up. And I want to encourage you that he's doing these kinds of things. And now I think on December 23rd, there's a little movement, December 23rd in East San Jose, uh, they're going to be having another one, what they call these prayer fairs, where they're going to be serving the poor, the broken, anyone who needs a meal on December 23rd. I have the information if you need it. I should get it out to you. I forgot. But 
Um, and they're going to have they're going to have these these again these booths for healing prayer and for salvation and prayer for family and they're going to they're going to feed the poor on and on brand new china and you know just really do it up and I'm telling you I'm expecting on the 23rd the Lord to really show up because you guys there's a new chapter that we're moving into and I believe that I just want to I just want to send this out to you as a word of encouragement all right. I just want to I want to fire up the troops with testimony because you guys are all ministers of the gospel. You guys are all carriers of the fire. You guys all can move in power and signs and wonders and miracles and you can you can not only share the Lord with people, you can actually lead people to Jesus and someday we'll be able to lead them to Jesus and get them water baptized and filled with with the Holy Spirit in 30 minutes. Like, I'm believing that, you know how it was in the New Testament where the guy says to Philip, where, where, there's a body of water, baptize me right now. Yeah. You know, today what we'll say is, hey, take the 10-week course on water baptism over at Convergence House of Prayer, and then you, maybe you're ready to be water baptized. So we have to kind of rework things and recognize and realize that God is doing some special stuff right now, right in our own backyard. Do you guys bear witness to that? Did you guys say amen to that? All right. So, and I think he's doing this all up and down the coast. This is kind of what I'm seeing. So when we were in the Philippines, these are all litmus tests, you guys. So when we were in the Philippines, we were asked to preach the Ecclesia message, which is really governmental, a governmental message about legislating heaven to earth, is bringing heaven to earth uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is what this is all about. It's taking, being proactive. We got to start moving the ball down the field. We can't keep playing defense. You're not going to score playing just defense. I mean, you get an interception maybe since there is football. Um, but there, at least when you get an interception, you don't look at your 49ers score right now. I forbid you right now to not look at the 49ers score. Not that, most, not that some of you or most of you care, but anyway, I thought I'd say that anyway because they're playing right now. Anyway, uh, but as soon as you make an interception, you are on offense. And you gotta, you, we have to move the ball down the field. And I feel like what we're, what's so, what we're coming out of is this, this defensive uh, I don't know how to say this, defensive Christianity in the sense of we're reacting to what's coming to us instead of actually moving forward and doing damage. Does that make sense? And so I don't want to live like, oh my gosh, there's another fiery dart and there's another fiery dart. I got all these fiery darts, you know, I'm lifting up the shield and there it is, I got another fiery dart without moving forward. You know, okay, so the fiery darts are coming, but you can still advance. That's what armies do. You know, so if we're going to take ground, we're going to have to advance. And the kingdom says it like, the Bible says it like this. We move from glory to glory. That's advancing, man. That's moving it forward and blessing people and sharing the love of God. Are you and I perfect people? The answer to that is simply no, we're not. Are we all going to have it together? The answer is no. Are we weak? The answer is yes. Do we make mistakes? The answer is yes, a hundred million times. Like the song says, you know, he died for all the, you know, that's always the loudest part of that song is like, you know, a hundred billion failures, you know, you covered it all. And everyone's just like, yes, I, yes, you do, you know, or just like, oh my goodness, you know, which I think that's an amazing song. I think that's, that's, a, that's a hymn for today, actually. Because there's so much truth in it. And so, so when they actually sang that song and they linked it to a hymn, I was like, oh, just take me up right now. I mean, that was so amazing. Are you guys with me so far? I'm kind of rambling, but I'm, okay. So, so I do believe that the Lord is forming this cluster of these clus- this cluster, and he's putting things together in our region. And I think that he's doing that. I think that the Lord is very strategic. I think he doesn't do anything without purpose. So as he's unifying these, this cluster, he's forming something. 
And I think it's, it, it, it is around ecclesia. Let's just put it in this camp. It's beyond that. I do believe it's beyond that. But for us, it is. It's, it's the government of God being released. It's the kingdom being released. And so <clears throat> I was just to encourage you some more. You guys ready for a little bit more encouragement? I just want to encourage you. You guys need to look like you guys are being, you guys are being encouraged. It's a happy day. I'm not going to sing the song. But it's a happy day, right? So... So, believe me, you don't want me to sing that song. I feel like singing it, though. All right. But I'm not going, oh, no. Oh, no. Don't, don't even get me started. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Jesus, help them right now. Free them of that mindset. All right. Anyway, uh, so I was, I was, um, I was in, in my office. I had a meeting with... Now, there's a couple local guys that we're connecting with, local pastors that are actually just part of this region, just part, just part of this area. And uh, we have our friend over here at South Bay, right? Which is right here, right? And then we have another guy that's, uh, that we're connected to, another pastor. And so um, I was sitting down with them at lunch in the world. Well, we're having coffee in the lobby, which is great because I gave him a free latte. And so having this coffee thing, don't, I should have told that to the grounded crew. But anyway, we are. And so I started talking to them, right? And we just started, just, it was just really casual conversation, but it led to Matthew 16, 18. I did not intentionally try and steer it that direction. That was not my, you know, we just moved in Matthew 16, 18. And I started sharing this with them. And the guy, one of the guys, I'm not going to say who, um, he, it's like the, the light just came on and, and he, you know, he was, this is what I'm finding. This is the litmus test, you guys, especially in leadership. What I'm finding is that when they understand this is what Jesus said, and this is what Jesus meant, they almost, it takes them back. It almost takes them back to their calling to full-time ministry. Like their calling to full-time ministry is reawakened. And there's this, there's this fresh fire that's coming in them. And I can tell it because they're just, they're, they're almost, this is what I'm seeing, that they're stunned. I don't know how else to say it. I'm asking the Lord, like, what is it with this simple message that's, that's doing this? Like, what's causing this? And so uh, the other local guy here, um, I met with him this week, <clears throat> and he just, you know, he, <laughs> oh, why do I do this to myself? So we're, we're talking, and he said, yeah, I, uh, you really messed me up with this ecclesia thing. You really messed me up. And I've, I've preached it the last two Sundays in my church. And he goes, I'm in Matthew 18 right now, and I just want you, I don't know, I just want to check this out with you because I want to make sure I'm like, I'm not crazy or something. Well, I like when people say that because we just want to break, you know, through some of the forms and old structures if it's God, not for the sake of breaking through. And I'm just telling you that, that this is hitting people so much so that they're they're ministering to this. I mean, I just talked to a guy last week in Hayward. And he's like, you know, I had lunch with him. This is like two months ago, a month and a half ago. I need to check in with him. And I said, I said, and he, want, he wanted to get together because he came to me after uh, a, um, a thing I did in San Jose. And he says, this thing, is, this thing is revolutionizing me. I don't know how to do this. That's the big thing right now is how do I move forward? And so... We sat down together at lunch, and I'm like, I don't know how to move forward, really. I mean, I just told our church, it's like, we're kind of getting out of the boat, you know, and then I, on the dry, whatever, whatever. We're just stepping into something, and they're running with us, which I am so thankful that you guys are running with us and that you guys are brave enough to run with us. And we're stepping into something, and we are becoming, we, I tell people, we are, we are what we're becoming, so somebody said in Oregon, so what's your mission statement? I said, we are what we're becoming. And they just looked at me like, and I said, I'm just telling you the truth. That's who we are right now. That's where we're at. We are what we're becoming. We're, 
becoming something we don't quite know what it is, and I don't want to mess around with the new wine that God's pouring out by building some kind of structure around it that might, that might destroy the wine that's coming in. You know what I'm saying? Like, God's going to... So, what story was I talking about? Hey, word all my... Thank you. And so he's like, you know what? I, I'm listening. Now, this series I did on Ecclesia was like a year and a half ago, two years ago. And it's like, I'm listening to your series, and I'm like, I'm, this, I'm on my third week of ministering this in our, in our church. And so, you guys, the Lord's doing something. And it's, it's uh, at the very infantile stages, but it's... So I have a weekly phone call with, uh, if you guys know Dr. Ed Silvoso, I have a weekly phone call with a group of pastors that are that's growing in this whole area, and we're mobilizing, and this is, these are his words, we're mobilizing the ecclesia in the Bay Area. What I'm trying to tell you is that, that this is not just Seahop's message. You know, this is what Dutch... Sheets is preaching. This is what so many other... You begin seeing how the Lord is orchestrating something to actually get the body to move governmentally and releasing the kingdom, legislating through intercession and prayer, but also signs, wonders, and miracles through acts of kindness and service to our region. And here's the good news, you guys, that he's actually preparing people to receive the gospel message. I'm telling you that we're in a season. I don't know how to communicate this to you any clearer than I'm trying to communicate it to you. I mean, you guys are champions in the gospel. Like, I feel like the Lord wants to call the, call the ecclesia to their place, to their identity, to their functional identity as sons and daughters of the living God to move out governmentally into our cities. And I'm telling you, he's making it easier and easier for people to be open to who Jesus is, and we begin to minister God's grace to people's lives through just serving and loving them, sharing our knowledge of who Jesus is and how we live. Like we're beginning to see this unfolding taking place, and I'm telling you, this is, this is, more than, this is far more than a program. This is far more than a... And I feel like we've also moved from a place of receiving revelation to now moving out in demonstration. I feel like 2018 is going to be a season of demonstration. I think that the Lord is going to use you so powerfully, if you're open to it, so powerfully. Like you will be people, you'll see, we'll see signs and wonders and miracles, people getting saved, people being encouraged. And you're just going to say, how in the world is God using me? But you're going to be thankful for it. Because you're going to say, I'm broken, I'm weak, I don't have my life together, but I'm stepping out in faith, and the Lord is anointing you, he's anointing his word, and he's actually bringing people into the kingdom as a result of the anointing of God that's on you. So say to the person next to you, the anointing of God is on you, and he's going to use you. I'm working really hard to get you, get, just move you a little bit more this direction, almost trying to convince you, not that all of you need to be convinced, convince you, to convince you that you are anointed by the Holy Spirit and we have to quit looking at our problem and start getting our eyes on the harvest. That makes sense? So the enemy wants to get us to look at our problem, our problem, our problem, our problem, that mountain, that mountain, that mountain, that mountain, and it's like we lose sight of the harvest, which he says are right. They're ready. And so that's going to bring us, that brings us to a place. It brings us to a John 3.16 collision. For God so loved the world, he gave. It brings us to a collision, and that is, do we really want to see people come into the kingdom? Is that really, is, is the great commission the fire that's in my heart. I'm just telling you what I'm working through. Because what we can do is we can go to church, right? We can do, we get into our routine. Don't mess up my routine, man. And when people get saved, that messes up my routine. I mean, and so what happens, that's just, that's just being real, right? That's just being real. And it's that's, we got to take that to the foot of the cross. And we got to say, what 
what's my purpose here? Here's the one thing I know. We'll worship in heaven and we'll give praise in heaven, but we won't evangelize there. Job's done. And it's on our shift right now. So we want to believe the Lord that he would come and we want to take as many people who are destined for one place and love them enough to bring them to another. And God is co-laboring with us. Jesus is co We're not doing this alone, right? Scripture says that he is co-laboring with us. The Holy Spirit is moving us. This is God's heart. So that was my introduction. So back to this cluster of grapes, right, <laughs> that the Lord is forming. That was my loose interpretation of Isaiah 65, verse 8. I will say this, is that when I spent time <coughs> in Oregon, excuse me, spent time in Oregon, was there on a Friday night at Salem House of Prayer, which was amazing, was real fun, preached um, Ecclesia and Foundation Ecclesia is what I call it. And then, and at least I call that today, Foundation Ecclesia. Who knows what I'll call it tomorrow. Um, and then Matthew 16, it was a group of leaders, about 30 to 40, you guys, in Oregon, key leaders. We're not, we're just key leaders. And so much so that uh, they, have, they have 36 counties. They've already mapped this out. Listen, this is so cool. 36 counties in Oregon, they all have prayer coverage right now. Every county has a group of people praying over that county. They're covering all of Oregon in prayers called Pray Oregon. They have a business guy that started this five years ago, partnered with Pray Oregon, someone else at Pray Oregon, and they partnered together, and they've been working on this for five years. And now they have a network of intercession going forward in the entire state of Oregon. Now, I know Oregon has assisted suicide. I know Oregon has done a lot of things on the political scope. But I'm telling you, there's an underground movement that's going on right now that's starting with intercession that is the ecclesia. And that's the whole reason why they wanted this guy they flew me to Oregon was to preach this message because it gave them governmental authority. It, just, it uh, cemented the governmental authority of what they're doing. And not only did it cement it, build a foundation for them, it gave them language for it, and then they actually gave them strength to move forward in what they're doing. That's all. I'm just going up there. I'm, just, I'm not knocking on doors. I'm not writing letters. I'm not saying, hey, you know, please come and have me, you know, we'll have your life changed, you know. None of that, you know? And so went, and I'm just sitting there because I'm a forever learner. So it's always good to be a forever learner. So I'm sitting there learning from these guys what they're doing in their state. Getting, you know, my mind is going, figuring out the Bay Area, what California look like, all this. And what the Lord's doing, state of Oregon. Now, the other thing that's super important is they're actually taking the house of prayer mobile to the gates of Hades. So they just had something called Awaken the Dawn. I don't know if any of you heard of it, but they had 50 houses of prayer tents that they went to Washington, D.C. I think it was in September. And they set on the, on the lawn of D.C. 50, representing each state of, our, of the union, 50 tents as houses of prayer. And they had nonstop, 24-7 worship, I think for three days, at the, at the lawn or the, the, the whatever, the, of, of the mall of the, of the White House. Of course, you know, that would cost about a million bucks, probably a million dollars a day. I don't know how much it would cost. I don't know how much it cost. But it was covered. What I'm trying to tell you is that they actually took the house of prayer to the gates. Right? So instead of, like, tucking themselves, which is okay, being a prayer room, they're actually taking the prayer, there's a movement now, taking the prayer room out as an ecclesia to the gates. And so not only did they have the prayers going up, they actually had power evangelism teams that were being sent out as intercession was going up and as worship was going up. So you guys, there's this convergence that's taking place. Now, that's in front of the White House, right? Because you had intercession, intimacy with God, going deep in God, signs and wonders, miracle as a revival going forward. 
That's really, when we told you guys years ago, this is way bigger than Convergence House of Prayer, like what God's doing. It's way bigger than us. It includes us, but it's way bigger than us. So now, as a result, they started to, uh, after the event, they were like, no, we just don't want another event. So, so now they're doing, they're putting these prayer tents, these houses of prayer. Now the next thing is next September, this coming September, where it's going to be in every single state capital. So now, all the, right now, all the state capitals are covered. It's going to be the end of September. They're going to be three days, so they're going to take it away from the White House. They'll probably have something at the White House for sure. But they're also now bringing it into all the states. So Sacramento's already covered. You know, I think Salem is already covered. All the, all the states are covered, and that's going to be happening. It's called Tent America. If you want to go to the Internet, you can. Tent, not now, but Tent America. Dot com. And so we want to be involved in that because I see the movement of moving the prayer room to the gates of Hades and to pray governmentally, right? Pray governmentally in the state capitals of the states of the United States of America. Isn't that amazing? Oh, you guys need to get more excited than that. That's powerful. So... After, I'm almost done. Did I say Ephesians chapter 20, verse 20? <coughs> so, so we were, after I, after I ministered Ecclesia, right, governmental legislation, after I ministered that, then I, they had a round table. So the leader said, hey, man, like, let's just sit down and talk about, like, what you talked about. And I said, okay, l- love to do that. Let's look for application. I said, how... We don't know how it's going to go. He's like, you know, yeah, that's true. Might be here only five minutes. No one has questions. Everyone goes home. So we were there for two and a half hours. And they were talking about just getting ideas and talking about Ecclesia and talking about all these, all these Oregon leaders that are all here. And, and, and there I am. And, I'm, and I told them about our e-groups coming in January. I haven't told you yet. But I <laughs> told her told about our e-group plan you know, threw it out there, right? And they, because they're like, how do we do ecclesia in, the ch- in our local church? How do, we, how do we get this thing started? How do we? And they said, you know, so I told them, and they got all, all of them got like, they're like, that's from God, you know, and all this, really funny. So they're all excited. So I'll tell you guys later. Uh, sorry. Uh, my voice went up again. <laughs> what I'm saying is, there's a couple other things too. I think that, I'll just say it this way. We are leading something. And I'm really heavy on the we. We are leading something. God is using us for something special. And I I submit that to you in humility. I submit that to you with fear and trembling, but with a sense of excitement. That the Lord, this is, this is a day to rejoice in what God's doing. It's a day to rejoice with how God's moving. And that we're actually right in the center of it. And not only that, how we move forward together is going to be a testimony. And a possible blueprint for some of these other, so many other ministries and, and churches that are coming forward. And I'm just saying that in faith, but I've, I've seen something. So I'm just being transparent with you. Is that okay? Um, no, it's not okay. Don't tell us the truth. All right. So, so on the more humorous side, uh, we were in this meeting and I had like 30 people and they're asking us all these questions. And, and so at the very end, you know, there's, you know, we have the prophetic, we have the apostolic represented, we have all this stuff represented. So this lady who's very prophetic comes out of uh, the east side of east side of Oregon, the desert east side of Oregon, if you guys know Oregon. Uh, so she leans over her chair and she says, you know, the apostolic is dripping all over you. I, the apostolic is just drop, thing is dropping off all over you. And I'm just like, don't do this to me. Don't right now. Don't do this, you know. Because I've been very resistant, you know, to 
And actually, now it's disobedience by me being resistant. So, so she just comes out of nowhere and she says this. And then she looks at me. She's never met me, ever. Looks at me and she goes, you remind me. I am not kidding you. She goes, you remind me of someone. Said, you kind of look like someone. And I'm bracing myself. And she goes, you look like Bill Johnson. And I said, shut up. I didn't say it like that. I didn't say shut up. I looked at her. I looked at her. I said, what are you, what? Are you serious? And she's like, oh, yeah. And then this other woman that was right next to me, oh, yeah. She puts puts her hand up like this enthusiastically. Oh, yeah. I recognize that as soon as you started speaking last night. I just didn't say anything. And I'm going, what is up with this? And so we had a good laugh. Of course, I said my customary, Bill has gray hair and I'm taller and all this kind of stuff. But, and I'm, and I'm talking to the Lord about this, you know? And I'm like, so I kind of explained to them, you know? And they're like, so she stands up. You know, I know now she's getting serious, like... She's going to release a prophetic word over me, right? So me not being really smart, I didn't put my iPhone on or anything, you know. That Wendy, if she was next to me on this trip, she would have had her iPhone and she would have went like this, you know. But not me. No, 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 I'm not. And so she's like, you're apostolic and, you know, you're going to do this and Bill Johnson's do that and you're going to do this. And, and it's just, just crazy. I'm just letting let, let the family know, Okay. This is crazy stuff. It's almost beyond weird. It's almost kingdom, you know, like what the Lord's doing. So I just thought that'd be a good, that'd be kind of a fun thing to, to talk to you about. Okay, I, I do want to conclude by saying this. Take your Bibles. Did I say if Isaiah 65, verse 8? All right, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20. And this is my, this is going to be my, um, It's going to be kind of my empowering word over you, whatever that is. Um, You guys there? You guys are really quiet. It's probably because I'm quiet. Here we go. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20, and I'm going to read it out of the uh, NIV initially, and then uh, I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20. Uh, verse 19, I'll just read the last phrase in verse 19, that we're members of God's household. And then it says that we're built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And here's, and then let me just read it to you out of the Passion Translation, and I'll read the full gist of verse 19 and verse 20. It says, so you are not foreigners or guests, but rather you are the children of the city of the holy ones which are with with all the rights as family members of the household of God. You are rising like a perfectly fitted stones, like perfectly fitted stones of the temple. And your lives are being built up together upon the ideal foundation laid by the apostles and the prophets. And best of all, you are connected to the head cornerstone of the building, the anointed one, Jesus Christ himself. Would you just just receive that right there? Say amen. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, I received that. Did you receive it? I just want to get you guys engaged for a moment. And here's what I feel like the Lord is doing, and I want to kind of conclude with this. It's kind of a a vision message today. That is that if, if indeed, I've been talking to the Lord about this. Okay, this whole apostolic thing, right? Like, what does that mean? Like, what does that really mean? And I remember people that, um, that are, the people who are actually calling this out in our lives are people who are apostolic or apostles themselves. So that gives me, that gives me a sense of I can't get out of it. And one thing that Dr. Silvoso told me is that apostles lay foundations. So I was talking to the Lord about that, and, um, and he said that's true. 
I said, okay. So I was meeting with this other, two other things. I was meeting with this lo- local pastor recently, just this past week, pastoring right here in our neighborhood. And he said, he said, um, he goes, oh yeah, you're apostolic. I'm like, you know, he's not traditionally like charismatic, very open to the gifts. But uh, he goes, yeah, you're apostolic. And I'm like, <laughs> and he said, he goes, yeah, he goes, he goes, yeah, you're laying a foundation that we can build on. And he said, he goes, use us. We're one big experiment too. So whatever you're getting, let me know. Isn't that a crazy thing? So that means, so that means, and then we had lunch with, you know, Pastor Bill. I'll just say that over up in Redding, California. And so we're having lunch. We do that two or three times a year. And so I was kind of relaying some personal things to him. And I was, and I said to him, because he's my mentor, one of my mentors. And I said, this is what so-and-so said about calling and function and our anointing, what we're moving into. And he says, well, you know, Bill, really long sentences, you know. I say that sarcastically. He goes, well, there's no turning back then. (laughs) And I'm like, more? It's like, no, no, no turning back. So, So what I'm trying to say is that you're if that's if if that's what how the Lord's anointing us, we don't we're 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 moving into a, a broader season, a greater, I think a greater season of fruitfulness. And that means that you're all apostolic. That all of you that were coming under this arena of the apostolic, and I, again, you know me if you know me well, it's not something I promote at all, but it's undeniable. To me, it's like, you know how you get to a point where if you don't receive it, you're just straight up disobedient. Do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, you just feel the slap of God coming over you if you, anyway. And so, so that translates something. That means that the people that are here carry a level of that kind of anointing. And that you guys are foundation builders as well. And here's where I feel like I need your help. I feel like I'm at this point, see, the Lord knew. I'm at this point where we're laying a foundation, we're laying a foundation, and I, and I feel like this is what the Lord spoke to me this week. I need your help in order to build on it. So I want to release you to dreams and visions and ministries things that are in your heart, nations, things that God's calling you to, that's actually going to be the two-by-fours on this structure that the Lord's building. And it's important that I'm not going to have the, (laughs) if you know me, I'm not going to have the solution. I'm not going to have all like, this is how we're going to build it. I think that's coming from you. I feel like as the Lord has anointed you, you're going to go ahead and you're going to, things, are going to, things are going to happen out here that, have, that didn't come from the centralized church, if I can use that word, right? You know, we want to be your covering. Of course, there's all that that I want to say. But at the same time, I just want to release you into like the fullness of what God's called you to. Because it's part of the foundation that's going up. It's part of the building that's going up. And so I, when I hear things like we have prayer and Google and we have face, you know, all these people doing these different things, I just rejoice over that. And I just want you to just go for like, you know, I keep picking on Kevin, but what God's doing over at John Muir Hospital, like these things that the Lord is doing in and through you. And I just would encourage you, you don't have to wait any longer, Right? Like, come under the covering. That's important. Stay connected. But you don't have... Just go. I just want... I feel like just... I just... 
if you feel like, I don't think we've ever intentionally put things over you or put a noose around, not a noose, but what, you know how you, you get it behind a, anyway, that's not a good one. So, but, but I just, I just want to communicate, like, just go for it. You know what? Just go for it. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It can be a little messy. That's okay. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord has you and he, the Lord has anointed you. And so don't wait for it to be perfect in order to step out. Just step out and let the Lord do it with you, right? And for you. So, uh, or at least with you. So um, I, I think that's important. If you, the first step you can, you can start doing, if you work and you, you know, we're, just start prayer walking. Just start praying. Just start making declarations wherever you go. And begin asking the Lord for people to come to Jesus, Right? And just, that's a simple thing for you can do. And then you can really start studying Luke 10, which is the bless, fellowship, minister, and proclaim. And just do it. Just begin doing it and begin to see people's hearts just open up to the gospel. Enough said. I'm trying to, all right, let's stand. If I can have someone on the keys. Oh, what did you sneak up there? He went the back way. See, that's always good. Don't you appreciate Kenny? I, 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 he loved it. Why don't you guys do it again, do it a little louder? You ever heard that? Like, no, stop, or no, don't. You know, stop, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. So I just want to release you to the dreams and the visions, the fullness of what God's called you to. And really, what's represented in this room can change nations. I'm always amazed by the, how gifted this body is. I'm always amazed at the level of anointing that actually is in this room. I mean, I'm speaking to city changers, world changers. I'm speaking to people who have an entrepreneurial spirit that want to do something great in the kingdom. I just want to release you to the fullness of that. I want to release you to a place where you become victorious and you begin to see the fruit of your efforts, that you, the Lord would break any kind of poverty spirit off of you Anything that would say to you that you are victimized and you can't get out of something, I want to break that off for you because that's not God's plan for your life. He's called you into a place of greatness and he's bringing you into that place of greatness. And I feel like you just need to receive that this afternoon. To receive that word and to walk in that word and to actually don't limit yourself, but actually just simply believe. Start with there. If you don't, if you can't, if you can't, if you're looking at your circumstances and you're saying, I just want you to take this small step and just say, I believe. Just say, I believe. I believe God can use me. God will use me. I do see ministries rising up out of here. Ministries that will actually not only impact our region, but actually ministries that are global. And I just want to release you to the fullness of that. Would you receive that? Receive that. I think there are things that the Lord has incubated in your heart, and there's been fear, some things that are, maybe it wasn't the right timing. We always want to pray for God's timing, but I just want to release the fullness of the calling of God in you, that we are all ministers and we're all serving the Lord together. And though I might have the office of a pastor and I'm up and I'm ministering the word from a pulpit, you're just as anointed as I am. We function differently. We have different functions, but you have a you bear the the weight of the the good weight of the spirit of God on you, and He just wants to He just wants to remind you that He's for you and not against you, that no weapon will prosper that's set against you, that you're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, and He is actually for you, and He's for your family, and He's for your children, and He's for your grandchildren. And the Lord, we just want to release this legacy anointing over every single one in this room. That this is not just for 
Greg and Wendy, this is for my children and my grandchildren and all the generations that follow. I just want to release that over you in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe and thank you for listening.